right, little Steely Dan, Hey 19. At least 19 years old is uh, illegal, right? All right, this is Jake on the news. I'm going through what's happening, some of the allegations that are on X and Twitter, and uh, some real stories. This first one I'm going to kick off with is an actual uh, real story, and this is from Kansas City Star. And what it is, let's pull this up right here, is a teacher rapes 16-year-old while other students act as lookouts, uh, according to Missouri cops. And apparently what's odd about this situation, uh, maybe it's not odd, is that the father was aware of this. Uh, the, right here it says, the 16-year-old victim's father knew of the relationship and said students would act as lookouts while the teacher and student engaged in sex acts during the school day, a witness revealed to police. So once again, a 26-year-old teacher going after a 16-year-old boy. Um, I'm assuming it's a boy. That You know, nowadays that could be a massive assumption. Okay, so let's, got, let's put money on this. Is this teacher hot or not? Hit it or quit it. Well, I found her picture in another story. Let me get my face out of the way. Uh, here we go. Here she is. Boom. This is the teacher. Hmm. I'd say, I, I say, I say, she still looks better than any teacher that I had when I was a kid. Uh, this same thing. Haley Nichelle Clifton Carmack, 26, was charged with a child molestation, statutory rape, sexual contact with a student, and endangering the welfare of a child. The Garden Ridge Police Department announced in a post shared on its Facebook account, Clifton Carmack was suspected of fleeing the state of Missouri prior to being detained by authorities. Well, she should do what all the big government pedophiles do, and that is go to Israel, where it's a safe haven. Uh, Okay, what else do we have going on? Um, Oh, yeah, this one is crazy. Um, Yeah, so this one's, there's a lot up in the air about this, but it is blazing. It is fired up all over on X. Uh, And it's all about this synagogue in New York, and there's a secret tunnel in a New York City synagogue that uh, leads—this led to a brawl between the police and the Hasidic Jews. Uh, A historic Brooklyn synagogue that serves as the center of an influential Hasidic Jewish movement was trashed this week during an unusual community dispute that began with the discovery of a secret underground tunnel and ended in a brawl between worshipers and police. There's a lot of speculation going on about this. There's a lot of alleged stuff. Here's some videos of what was going on inside that synagogue. They're breaking through. They're breaking through. There seems to be a conflict between some of the church parishioners and other church. Look at that stained mattress coming out of there. They're busting through the walls to unearth this tunnel. Cops show up. Apparently, uh, there was a bunch of the New York police know about this somehow because they're trying to fill the tunnel with cement. And there's allegations that this tunnel went across the street to the Jewish Children's Museum. And there's also allegations that it went back to this, uh, what is it called, a mikvah? A mikvah, it's a bathhouse for women, Jewish women, and I believe it's like a religious bath that they have to take after their period or something like that. I'm I'm not too sure on the details. Uh, But this is all going down in New York. There's the pump truck trying to pump in cement. They arrested a bunch of people. Now, this synagogue, the thing about it is this isn't just your typical run-of-the-mill synagogue. This is very influential Jewish people. I, I, like I said, there's a lot of allegations going on, but they, there's been connections with this particular uh, synagogue and uh, their uh, influence on politics, uh, visiting the White House, all kinds of stuff. Uh, let's see, trapped in the current year, they say here, well, whatever the stain was, it's enough to soak through the mattress, hopefully coffee. If blood, it's definitely too much to be minstrel. Um, yes, lots of speculations going on here. Child trafficking is one of the allegations. 
Who knows? There's some videos that are alleged to be in the tunnels down below, and you can see pictures of high chairs and um, uh, was it a stroller or something like basically a high chair and a mattress. It's uh, just creepy, creepy. I don't know what these guys are up to, but they're up to something, and it's not good. And there's been leadership at this synagogue that has been there. They on the court records. He testified to saying that he had done things with a five-year-old girl that should never be done. I don't know what the court case was. That's just documents that are floating around on X. Like I said, this is where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of fire going on this one. Now, this one is interesting. So what would you do if this, uh, this, this girl that wants to obviously get clicks, this influencer... Uh, what she did was she painted herself in body paint and goes to the gym and just kind of like harasses. First off, she was calling off some other girl in the gym and commenting on her uh, clothing. But all she's wearing is body paint. But some guy, some guy calls her out, and this is what happened. Let's see. Let me get me out of the way. It's just weird. It's a weird thing what influence, influencers will do, you know? If you don't have clothes on, you need to be out of here, man. I do have clothes on. That's funny. Go closer. How's the money? That is fine. I work in the industry enough to know. I work in the entertainment field. He's saying you need to leave. Is that what you're No, no, of course you're pretty decent. Report me. Cool. I mean, she's covered, so. Yeah, she's covered. She's covered. Also, we're not supposed to videotape all of Okay, I don't know. I don't know why influencers want to do that kind of stuff, but that's another thing that's burning up on X this morning. Um, Which story was this? Oh, yeah. This one has been reposted a million times on X this morning, and this is the allegations that, well, let's just play it and I'll let you see. Taylor Swift's the biggest star in the world. Sorry, Gutfeld. She's been blanketed across the sports media entertainment atmosphere. The New York Times just speculated she's a lesbian. And last year's tour... Broke Ticketmaster, a tour that's revenue tops the GDP of 50 countries. I mean, I like her music. She's all right. But I mean, have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? Well, around four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What kind of asset? A psyop for combating online misinformation. Listen. You came in here wanting to understand how you just go out there and counter an information operation. Well, the idea is that social influence can help, uh, can help uh, encourage or uh, promote behavior change, so potentially as like a peaceful information operation. I include Taylor Swift in here because she's, um, you know, she's a fairly influential online person. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah, that's real. The Pentagon PSYOP unit pitched NATO. Oh, come on. on. Turning she was just used as an example. For combating misinformation online. This is nothing new. In the 1950s, yeah. the government strong-armed Louis Armstrong into doing propaganda tours across Africa. Okay. The CIA did the same thing with jazz singer Nina Simone, except they did it without her really knowing. In the 70s, Nixon enlisted Elvis in his war on drugs. I don't and know if I can take this serious. You named him a covert federal law enforcement agent. Michael Jackson was tapped by Reagan Beat it. using his song Beat It and his public service campaigns against teen drinking and driving. Michael Jackson persuading minors not to drink. Anyway. Well, unless it's his so Jesus juice. That was a different story. Covert political agenda. Primetime obviously has no evidence. If we did, we'd share it. But we're curious because the pop star. How can he keep a straight Biden face talking about is this? Urging millions of her followers to vote. 
She's sharing links. She is. And her boyfriend, Travis Kelty, sponsored by Pfizer. And their relationships boosted okay. the NFL ratings this season, bringing in a whole new demographic. So how's the PSYOP going? Well, as usual, Biden's not calling the shots because he doesn't even know who Taylor Swift is. He's confused her with Britney Spears and Beyonce. Oh, this is good. Watch this. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. <laughs> Bumbling Former fool. FBI agent Stuart Kaplan joins us now. Bringing so in the experts. Feasible. Jesse, the deployment of a PSYOP in the United States in this day and age is still illegal. Um, the national security law prohibits the deployment of PSYOPs or using an operative for psychological warfare. Yeah, However, but do they do if it? If I was running Biden's management perception team, I would identify someone who would align themselves with my agenda, such as a Taylor Swift who has close to 600 million followers. I would target her. I would engage her and I would get her what get her to do what we used to see as like public service announcements and that type get of her to influence enlistment. That type of solicitation is analogous to the old days of deployment of a PSYOP. And so in modern times, with these people having such influence and such, you know, immeasurable amount of followers, she can potentially single handedly swing voters because of just the amount of fo followers that she potentially can influence. Yes, she so can. The answer is yes, Jesse. Yeah, because when she posted the link to the vote.org, like hundreds of thousands of young Taylor Swift fans all of a sudden registered to vote. That's I powerful. Who got to her from okay, let's stop it right there. Wherever. Uh, yeah, yeah. So can she be, can she be used as a PSYOP? Uh, who knows? Is she being used? I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, she has. She did go from just like this girl singing country music uh, to a girl singing pop music to a girl all of a sudden being really interested in politics and like making a lot of political statements. Is she as an operative of the government? I don't know. In cahoots? Maybe. Influenced? Maybe. I don't know. But that's burning up all over X right now, and they have to bring in the expert to actually uh, break it down. Okay, next we're going to go on to... Well, John Hopkins just sent out this hit list of people automatically guilty of white privilege or privilege. Let's just call it privilege. Um, and those people are, here's the list. It is males, whites, Christians, mid-aged people, able-bodied people, middle and owning class, English-speaking people. Hold on. I got to get this so I can show more. I want to be able to see all this. Hang on. Um, oh. Uh, Middle-owning class, English-speaking people. This message was emailed directly to employees from the DEI uh, this is the chief diversity officer from John Hopkins University. This is January 2024. Happy New Year. Welcome to the January 2024 issue of the Monthly Diversity Digest. We're kicking off this month with two events in celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. We look forward to the 42nd annual MLK commemoration on January 12th. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's get to the diversity word of the month. Privilege. Well, that's a big. If you're if you're the diversity captain, uh, to be diving straight into this word as your word of the month, that's a big one. Privilege uh, is it, now. This is according to her document. Privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, 
cultural, and institutional levels, and it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups. In the United States, privilege is granted to people who have a membership in one or more of these social identity groups. Okay, so get out your scorecards, kids. Let's see how many points you get. Uh, white people, well, one. I get I get a point for that. Able-bodied people, well, that's up for debate, but I get a point for that too. Two, okay, heterosexuals, oh man, okay, that's three points. Uh, cisgendered people, okay, that's four points. Males, five points. Christians, six points. Middle or owning class people. Now, I see, now, now I'm, I don't own a home. Uh, I don't own my cars. I make payments on them, so I'm, I'm not going to take a point for that. Middle-aged people, well, me being at the ripe old age of 47, I guess I qualify for that. And English, as I am speaking into your ears, so it looks like I got a perfect, almost perfect, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of nine points. Uh, Eight out of nine points. Eight out of nine points. I kicked the shit out of this privilege test, man. Nine points. I am so happy with myself right now that I'm I'm a nine-pointer. I'm a nine-pointer. Any other nine-pointers out there? Uh, then it also goes on to stay, say in here that privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. Yes, I do not see that. I will agree. People in dominant groups often believe they have earned the privilege they enjoy or that everyone could have access to these privileges if only they worked to earn them. In fact, privileges are unearned and are granted to people in the dominant groups whether they want those privileges or not, regardless of their stated intent. Well, guilty as charged. And um, no apologies here. No apologies here. I could, you know, whatever. Is that that's how you feel? Whatever. I'll take it to the bank. Um, it's, mm, I don't know. I don't know. How can we have an equal playing field in this country? You know, Vivek, uh, Vivek was talking yesterday. I can't say his last name. That's why I'm not going to say it. Uh, and that's my privilege. But Vivek was talking yesterday how we were so close to seeing Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream in America uh, of, of equality and of, of, of races uh, coinciding together harmoniously. And then all of a sudden the media jumps up, this woke movement starts, and there's nothing that is going on more in this woke movement and through the media and through people like this diversity, equity engineer, whatever she calls herself, of just dividing people, dividing people, dividing people, dividing people. Because how is this not dividing people? You know? How so? All right, Shane Urich, Urich, Shane Rich, Urich, I don't know, whatever. He's claiming he got banned off of YouTube for this video. And it's, a, it's actually a pretty good video. It's Vivek uh, pretty much giving out his whole campaign strategy or how to get America back on track again in the time that it takes him to solve Rubik's Cube. It's a minute and 36 seconds. Let's listen to it. All right, Shane, I got a challenge for you. You solve that Rubik's Cube while I'm telling you about what we're going to do for the federal government. You got a deal. I, I think mine's simpler than yours. We get elections we can trust and believe in in this country. Single day voting on election day as a national holiday with paper ballots, government issued voter ID to match the voter file. And yes, I say English as the sole language that appears on a oh, damn. That's not too much to ask. That's not controversial. That's common sense. It's not a black idea. It's not a white idea. It's an American idea. And we fought a revolution to secure. You want to close your borders. That's what it means to be a country. A country without borders isn't a country. I'll use our own military to protect against our own southern borders invasion rather than somebody else's border invasion halfway around the world. And birthright citizenship for the kids of illegals to whom it doesn't apply. Anyone who's in this country illegally should be returned to their country of origin. I don't think that that's controversial. 
this is common sense. You get ahead in this country not in the color of your skin, but the content of your character. What does that mean? The best person gets the job, no matter the gender, no matter the race, no matter the sexuality. I'm going to fix that starting with our woke indoctrination and our military. We're done with that so our military actually protects this country. Got another simple one for you as you're working out the harder challenge there. The people who we elect to run the government should be the ones who actually run the government, not the shadow government in the deep state. So you know what? I'm going to fire 75% of those federal bureaucrats just as fast as you solve that Rubik's Cube. That's how we're going to get this country back. It's not that complicated, is it? No, not all at right. all. <laughs> and he got yanked, that video got yanked off YouTube. I don't understand why. Uh, YouTube is just so... Uh... All right, there we go. Now we're back on, back, back on the train. All right, so what do we have up next? Let's see. Um, oh, yeah, California's talking about uh, making tackle football for kids under 12. Um, illegal or not sanctioned. California could ban tackle football for kids under 12 over health concerns. You know, when you're when you're 12 years old playing against the other 12-year-olds, I mean, football is a pretty dangerous sport, but I don't know. I mean, that's up, to, that's up to the parents and the kids. Do we have a lot of kids having permanent, like, damage at 12 years old from playing football? I don't know. Uh, woke comedy is coming back. Is it too much for you? It's too much for some people. Let's take a listen to this. Like our country's falling apart. And then they're like, you know, the woke people are like, oh, this country was built on racism. It's like, maybe we should do more of that. <laughs> maybe that was working. You guys like the railroad? <laughs> Wasn't built by the LGBTs. Like our country's. Okay. Yeah, a little, little shock comedy there. It's coming back. It's coming back in a big way. Uh, David Chappelle with his trans joke that he kicked off his whole special with. It's coming back. It's coming back. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's funny. Okay. This isn't funny. Now, this is what's going on in New York. Now, tell me how this makes you feel as a parent. If you're not a parent, if you have nieces and nephews, if you're around kids, how do you feel about your kids being kicked out of their school to make living quarters for illegal immigrants being bussed into New York? Here's a mom that really has something to say. And you can see in the background all those buses lined up. This is not just one bus load. It's buses and buses and buses. And there's this is burning up on X right now. There's more videos out there of them stocking these this school with cots and emergency supplies. And they're sending the kids home. Kids are going to be schooling from home while the immigrants, illegal immigrants, are being taken to, uh, you know, New York's James Madison High School. You know, it seems to me like they could find a better place uh, to do this. Uh, you know, FEMA tents, something else. Why, why, I mean, kicking kids out of school to be schooled at home should be the last line of defense. Um, or, or actually, the first line of defense would be closing the border and not allowing this to happen. But it's happening. And your kids, our kids, are being uh, put on the back burner, so to speak, because of this. And this is also, this is from O'Hare Airport in Chicago. And this is where they closed off one whole wing 
of the um, of the um, of the uh, oh god, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name of a place where you get on of the terminal. Wow, that was bad. I was homeschooled too. Uh, here's here's a terminal at O'Hare Airport where they have it blocked down and they've just got a bunch of illegal immigrants. Uh, there's air mattresses there, multiple air mattresses, and they're living on this end of the terminal uh, that they've shut down to the public uh, so they can house illegal immigrants. That's what's going on in our country right now. Somebody saying no pictures. Eh, whatever, it's an airport. You can film whatever he wants, public. And they even did pipe and drape to cover it up so people can't see it. Check that out. Insanity. Insanity. All right, let's keep trucking along. Uh, yeah, this is Rand Paul going off about the ineptitude of the Biden White House. Let's take a little listen here. Hang on. Here we go. The doctor joins us now. Senator, what stands out to you that's most extraordinary about this story? You know, I think it's unknown what medical procedure you had or what their complications are, but I think what seems to be certain is it depicts a Biden administration that's very aloof, sort of a figurehead, that Biden is a figurehead and other people are doing the work, and that if an important person like the Secretary of Defense goes missing for a week or two, no big deal. We don't need to bother the president with this because he's really not in charge anyway. That's my first impression. The second impression, though, is, is that, you know, the secretary is 70 years old, obviously overweight, good chance he has diabetes. Well, allegedly, there's a lot of complicating factors here, and he ought to just own up to it. It's not, you know, everybody gets older, everybody has health problems, but he probably should own up to it if they're life-threatening. And even an elective procedure like having your gallbladder removed could lead to an infection and could be life-threatening. But uh, I think it's better to own up because if people, if you don't tell people the truth, they're going to speculate even worse. President Trump says it's a fireable offense. He should be fired for not telling the president. Do you, do you agree? You know, I don't know their specific rules. It doesn't sound good to me, but I don't know the specific rules on what you're supposed to tell people if you're the Secretary of Defense. But common sense would say if you're in charge of the military, think about it. A lot of people probably know about the different missions around the world, but ultimately the person who probably has the most knowledge of military missions around the world and making the intimate decisions, and ultimately it has to be a decider. You know, right. someone has to decide do we respond, do we not respond, should the ship be in yep, the you got to let somebody know. Sure. Shipping lane, you can't just go out for four days on surgery and when you have a job like that. That, I think that is a for sure. Of duty and a real problem, and shows bad judgment. Because if this guy is going to be making the judgment about our military encounters, it makes you wonder if he just goes missing for a week and doesn't tell anybody. Yeah. That doesn't sound like he's up and fit for the office. Yeah, it's not like yeah. There we go. Uh, that was Senator Ron Paul, Rand Paul, Rand Paul. Uh, this is a great question that came in at the uh, uh, at the press press briefing at the bright White House, and uh, let's just take a little listen. It's a very entertaining, very entertaining. Okay, thank you for all the detail on that. But more broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, the. Um, the challenge to, to, to credibility by what by what has transpired here and by what and by uh, uh, how 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 hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And and wait, wait now, just give me a second now. I, I know you got another one coming here, but but we all recognize that this 
didn't unfold the way it should have on so many levels, not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency issue. We all recognize that. And, and I think we all want to make sure we learn from that. I, uh, it's up to you and your colleagues, and it's up to the American people to determine you know, how much they're going uh, to ascribe what happened here to our credibility on every single issue. But in, in every way, Secretary Austin has been an exceptional defense secretary, and he still has the full faith and confidence of the commander-in-chief. Uh, he has led uh, the department at an incredibly dangerous time for uh, our national security interests and those of our allies and partners. But if the administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep secrets about the defense secretary's health, how can anybody be certain that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems with President Biden's health in the future? If if you could logically argue, and you can't, but if you could logically argue that How, the minute He's wait, 81 wait, years old. Wait a second. Just give me a second What's here, bub. There I'll get there. If, if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to, to, to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit. And, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared. It wasn't shared widely in the department, and it worse? certainly wasn't shared with you the United States. It's, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to, we want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That's a big friggin' oops, you know what I mean? That's a big oops. All right, uh, let's go down here. Oh, this is Burning Up X today, and this is a, uh, a reporter, well, asking Hunter the tough questions that we all want to know, and why is this not loading? Come on, come on, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Let's refresh the page. Let's get back to it. All right, here we go. Oh, oh has it been taken down? Has it been taken down off of uh, X and Twitter? Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> what it was was a reporting a reporter yelling out at Hunter Biden, uh, are you on crack today? Are you on crack today? And it was pretty classic. And then here's another video of, uh, it appears to be from today, of Hunter getting up and walking out of uh, a Capitol Hill uh, meeting where he was being asked some questions. Let me get my face all the way. Here you go. Gentlemen's time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, you're afraid of my words. Whoa. Uh, here <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, I, you don't see that happen too often, do you? You just don't see people just getting up and walking out of a, uh, a meeting on Capitol Hill because you don't want to be asked the questions. But Mr. Hunter, that uh, should be no surprise, he just bounced right the hell out. Experts warn that six hours of sleep is the most dangerous amount to have at night. They say it's basically because your body feels like it got sleep, but you really didn't get enough sleep. A health expert has warned that if you're getting six hours of sleep a night, that's a particularly dangerous. Not is it not? It's not particularly controversial to say that sleep is very good. Thing, blah 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 blah. I got to the meat of it. They're saying your body is not getting enough rest at six hours, but it you feel like you've somewhat got some rest. I'm a definitely in that category where I probably get about six hours and it is uh apparently really bad for me because i'm fooling my body into thinking i got enough um asleep 
Now, here we go. Here is a, uh, a little glimpse, and we wonder why all these illegals are allowed to come over the border. Well, take a little look. We discovered 10,000 people using the exact social security number. See if this one rings true. You take an illegal, you bring them in. They sign a piece of paper promising to pay taxes. What they get is a social security number. So the employers can take out the taxes. Put a pin in that. Here's what they do. This in cities sucks. like this, let's think of a, a chicken processor. <laughs> they will bring in hundreds of illegals. They will spread them out across all of these plants and factories, giving them jobs. They're all using the same social security number. The IRS unconnected our names from the social security number. Now when you look it up, it just pings to see if there's an employer. If there is, it says it's good, it validates it. Why do they do that? Because all of these factories are giving them social security numbers. The government turns its back on it. As soon as you have a social security number and you go over to Motor Voter, pass the driver's court, uh, uh, test, right? You get a driver's license. The person looks, you got a social, you must be a citizen. Oh. That's how they pack the rolls. By the way, those guys don't pay taxes anyway. It's taken out by companies. Our government's been sitting on $1.7 trillion slush fund that that one fund has still in it to this day. All right, all right, all right. Uh, things are getting real in Colorado. This is a guy that was calling 911, getting a busy signal as people were breaking into his store. There is no law and order in this town. The criminals running the show. Oakland business owner Sam oh, Oakland, my bad. says he's had enough. His Montclair gas station was hit by armed thieves overnight, despite the steel doors and locks he installed to try to stop them. The bad guys brought power tools to cut through. They cut the locks. They have the tool to cut the locks. They went inside. They caused so much damage. After calling 911 and getting a busy signal, Jabriel drove to his store himself and used his truck to try to stop the crooks. He stopped them from getting away with even more merchandise. I took my truck, I pushed their cars, was parking that on the front of the store, and they came out. These are organized criminals. This is organized crime. Daniel Swafford is the executive director of the Montclair and Laurel District Business Associations. He says it's the sixth area business hit in the past week. In many cases, surveillance cameras capturing them in action. Having this brazen sense of they can do whatever they want. Because they can. They want, and uh, businesses are reeling from it. We just need to live safe. We need to live without fear, you know, to do business. Wahid Al-Saidi's auto shop was targeted a few months ago. He says crime in Oakland and these is stories, completely these stories, out of control. You know, I could play you a million stories like this. They're all over the place. I could, I could play you a story of a homeowner, a landowner on the border in San Diego uh, where they cut holes in his fences and illegals come through and basically the sheriff has told him you can't do anything about it. Don't try to stop them. Don't do anything. They come through his property. They ask him which way to go and he points them in the right direction and he just watches them march through his property in San Diego with the sheriffs instructing him that he can do nothing about it. We have these store owners. I saw another uh, on Channel 5 News this morning. There was a, a, a doctor that had a, uh, you know, like a community little um, 
uh, medical facility, and he'd been broken into numerous times. I believe it was six or seven times, uh, stealing all the medications and everything that he has in his doctor's office, costing him, he said, $20,000 in damages plus medication costs every time he's broken into. This is happening left and right. It's an epidemic that's happening in California, um, and we have to do something about it. We have to do something about it. We've seen businesses shut down in, in San Francisco. We've seen uh, businesses shut down in big cities where, you know, big companies like CVS and, and Target, you know, shutting down their shops because they cannot uh, survive as a business with this ongoing continuing theft. Um, in my opinion, this kind of situation, uh, it needs to go back to the wild, wild west. We need to have an armed population of good people that just takes care of this kind of nonsense because this isn't going to stop until people are afraid to do it. And right now, they're not afraid to do it. They're emblazoned. They're emboldened to do it. And it is really pathetic what's happening in, in the state of California. Uh, anyways, this has been Jake rolling through the news with you, uh, flipping, doing all the scrolling so you don't have to. And I will see you later.